Well, welcome to another episode of Grow with the Bros. Today, we have owners Tony Russo and John Russo of Froggy Sandwiches, and we're going to talk about the journey of a local deli sandwich company that has five locations. Uh, we're going to talk about challenges, aspirations, and tra transitioning from a small business to a multi-location brand. And uh, then I'll also maybe share some insights of uh, our journey and, and how it might even help you. So welcome, guys. Thank you for having us so much, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. It was awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Our pleasure. So I'd love for you guys to just give us a little bit of a story. How'd this all get started? How, how far back you want to go until we were like, like 11 or <laughs> you know, we like 20? Let's yeah. do the origin story. You know, the, the, the first deli, you know, how this came about. I'd love to hear from there. Okay. Um, so... Do you want, so I guess we'll start with like rap and roll. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay, so, so I was uh, I was 19 myself, and one of my buddies said to me, "Hey, uh, he was working at a gym at the time. And he's like, there's this guy, and he's got this one deli, and then he's got another deli, but it's not really doing so good. Can you come and give us a hand? Do you know anybody?" And he, my buddy thought of myself, and then um, so I started talking to the guy, and I went into the store, and we we were supposed to be like the the you know, makeshift managers, I guess, at the time <laughs> to try to rebuild this guy's store that he had. And uh, so immediately I'm thinking to myself, all right, well, who's coming with me? And I'm thinking to myself, all right, <laughs> brother's coming with me because we had past deli experiences in the past. And uh, so it kind of started there. That was like 2006, 2007. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, we worked there together from probably 07 until 2010, 11 ish together. Yeah. And then John can kind of fill in the rest from there. Yeah. Thanks. So then, uh, we got the, me and him were running the show. Um, our other buddy that was there, he was out of the picture a little bit by then. And then we, uh, the owner that had multi units, he had another deli in the local town next to us. He, uh, he offered us to buy the business. He was like, Hey, you guys want to take this over? And we're like, you know, what were we? 20, one twenty-two. Yeah, they were years very old. young. Yeah, whatever it was, we were young. And uh, Tony um, was working there with me, and uh, he wound up during the offering. I wound up taking it over, and uh, we bought it. Um, and uh, we pretty much didn't have any money to ourselves at that point, so we were <laughs> like, "What do we do?" And he was like, "Hey, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out." Um, and it was uh, it was pretty cool. Um, a different change of pace for us, getting into our own business at a young age but we didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. um, and I took in my brother, Bob, as a partner. Yeah. Um, and we ran it like that for like a deli thing for, you know, a few years. We sold everything under the under the sun. Yeah. <laughs> From uh, gum to nail clippers to uh, <laughs> what else did we sell? Pepto-Bismol, whatever you guys needed. We had you, might, you might need that. <laughs> Gas <Yeah>. tanks. <laughs> yeah. but, and it was that Froggies then? Yeah. So, so that's so how when, it started. So, so when we bought it, it was, it was actually under the name of Rap and Roll from... Oh, six till 11. Okay. And then when we bought it, we changed it back to Froggies. That's okay. We changed the name back. We were trying awesome. to figure out what name to do it. And it was like, we went through all these weird names, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so we went through all these weird names. I mean, I think there was Frenzies. It was, it was, uh, it was be, all these. Let's be Frenzies. I don't, was, I don't remember was, hearing that was, one. It was some weird names. And then uh, the place was uh, previously called Froggies from like 1970. So we were like, you know what? Let's just name it that because people knew it. They're like, isn't this used to be Froggies? Yeah. Most of the customers would come in and be like, wasn't this Froggies? So I was like, you know what? That's the name. So we went with it. That's yeah. all. Now, how do you how do you decide if it's a good deal? That's one I've never bought a business, right? It was, so you're working. It was, there. it was not a good deal. <laughs> so it wasn't a good no, deal. So it was. A, I think if you actually look at it uh, previous to, yeah, I think yeah. you may run into these kind of things too. Some of the things you did in the past, mm -hmm. you may be like, oh, that wasn't the right thing. But in the moment, that was probably the best thing because got you that's here. what you got to, right? Yeah. So it wasn't the best deal, but it was the best deal for a 22, 23 year old guy yep. that was in the deli world, I guess. And you were getting an opportunity to own your own business. You're like, you know, what's going on? So, uh, I don't, I, I don't think it was really the best deal, but, um, we built it into a good deal. You know, I think yeah. when we first got there, we were doing about $300,000 in sales. And I think okay. by, I think by the, Third, by yeah, by 2012, I think we almost hit like over a million dollars in sales. And that's awesome. Unit, you know, yeah. selling bacon and cheeses for two dollars. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, we gotta we don't have to sell as many gutters to uh, yeah. to do a million, but yeah, you know, it's still it's still hard to hit a million even yeah. gutters. Yeah, so that's really impressive. Yeah. Now, 
tell me about the, um, from just having one shop mm-hmm. kind of figuring out business to then having a vision. When did the vision grow to like, Hey, we should have, or you tell me what the vision was. Mm. I think even initially, I, I, I honestly don't even think at first we thought we were going to have yeah, more than I, one. I, I like, can tell you my side of it. My side was, I got this one store. I'm, I'm retiring in like two years. I thought I was sad because I, I just thought owning your own business at 23, I was like, well, my life's gold. You know, <laughs> everything's just over. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it wasn't. You didn't no, retire no, in two I years. I didn't retire. Man. It just didn't happen. I, I you know, that's, I don't know. I don't know what the. It's pathetic. You yeah. see, <laughs> you see, you see a lot of people. They go in and they own their own businesses, and uh, you know, they have these nice houses and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, this is good. I mean, I'm going to own my own business at 23. I'll be set by the time I'm 30. 30 retired be 31. Up. You know, there <laughs> I am. 30. <laughs> so I think, I think piece of the vision came, uh, Tony, Tony left. He went for to Arizona for about a year or two. Yeah. About 15 and, months. If, and, uh, it felt longer. And when he came back, we were like, listen, we're going to go into business. We're going to pull in Tony again as a partner. Um, me and Bob were running the one shop and we're like, we're doing well. And we were obviously doing a lot more in sales and we thought the world of it, we just didn't know about the profits yet or any of that kind of stuff. And we were like, let, you know, we're doing a ton of sales. We gotta be making money. Yeah. People are in the store, man. (laughs) Yeah. So he, uh, he came back and we actually built out a pizzeria. Um, and that took 18 months. We did all the work ourselves. Um, spent a lot of money building that out. Yeah. Uh, took over the space right next door to our, uh, our, our original 900 square foot deli. Mm -hmm. And we built a 2000 square foot pizzeria. Yeah. And the pizzeria wound up not working out, but it's all good because we expanded the original location because of it. So that was in the same location right next door. So you had a, a pizzeria and a deli. And mm-hmm. we were killing it. Killing it. Yeah. We were killing it. Yeah. Killing it was it. crazy. It was so busy. But I mean, we sold everything under the sun. I mean, literally from nail clippers to chicken marsala, we had it, man. It, it was almost like a diner hybrid deli pizzeria. It was crazy. Yeah, it was cool. Really? Yeah. It was That's crazy. crazy. And yeah. so when you say you were killing it, you're killing it top line sales, but not necessarily profit. We don't even know. We were you, just, we just, were still in those years I of hear like, <laughs> Hey, we're just, we got a ton of sales and we the, were the bills are getting paid yeah. and we're, we're there, you know? Oh, yeah. we were there. Um, Tony was doing all the pizza, a lot of the pizza business in the beginning. And we had a pizza guy and yeah. then, you know, we had, we were having kids and stuff and I crazy think times, crazy it changed times. a lot because of that, I think. So then, I take it that you eventually got rid of the pizzeria and you focused on the sandwiches. Yes, just to try to, to try to simplify and for a future growth. Honestly, okay. it was too much. I mean, the the sales that we were doing with that original store was like you almost needed a few managers. It was it was that kind of silly. Honestly. So management, why? Because I'm like you know in my head I'm thinking a lot of like I love niches, right? And you're just saying, hey, we sold everything under the sun and we're killing it. You know, and yeah. I'm like, kind of goes against a lot of like what I normally think about business. So I'm very interested that if that was working so well, but you're it's saying too hard to operate. It, it was, wasn't it scalable. Was too, it wasn't scalable. Add, I think add that's roofs where the to problem. the gutters and that's what it no, was. Yeah. And, I, and <laughs> yeah. that's why like people say, well, why don't you do roofing? You're already there. I'm like, no, we just do gutters. Yeah. But you know, so that's why I'm curious. And then it was an all day business. I mean, we opened up at that point, we were open up at 4.30 AM mm-hmm. and we were closing at 9, 10, 11 PM. We were doing 24 I mean, hours for a couple of years. We were doing 24 hours at the deli side at one point. So no, life, no lifestyle for you lifestyle outside of zero. business. And, and on top of that, we were having young kids and our wives were holding the fort down yeah. and it was, it was getting difficult. And yeah. Tony turned around, I think, you know, uh, three years in at least. And he was like, Hey, I'm not, can't be the pizza guy every day. You know what I mean? And then it started just tearing down and, and that's when we started putting pizza, pizza yeah. guys in place. And then we never found the goes. right, we never found the right like manager at night. We were working on that yeah. for years. We just we kept thinking, Oh, somebody will pop in and they just never popped in. Yeah. yeah. And I believe that's why you see a lot of owners in their restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because it's just, it gets to the point where, you know, you don't see a lot of people that own a restaurant that aren't there every day. So yeah. that must be yeah. probably one of the hardest things to figure out. That but was yeah. the transition. I think that was it. Yeah. I so think that's, so that's what I think happened. It's almost, like, it's almost like a blessing in disguise though, in hindsight. Yeah. We pushed you ourselves know. to learn that lesson. And then we were like, Hey, we don't want to be here every day for the next yep. 30 years. And yeah. then, yeah, we will retire. We start playing the tape and forward. We, yeah. We're starting yeah. to play the tape forward. And we're like, you know what, Tony, I, you don't want to miss out on your kids. So we can't be open late. You That's know, great. and then I think it transformed everything from that going forward. It did. It really so take did. me down that journey. You, you, you close the pizza place. Yeah. Well, and so, then, the, so I guess right after we opened up the pizza, the pizzeria side in the interim of that, 
Pauling came? So, so d- timeline to timeline is really 2011, we uh, changed it back to Froggies on that one. 2015, it was a couple years after he was back, we were looking around for new sandwich shops anywhere. We were looking everywhere. I remember me and him looked at the Pauling store, actually. We were going to buy it. before that, yeah. Two years before that. And then they the guy wanted a lot, a lot of money. money. He wanted a lot, a lot of, money of money to buy it. And we were like, you know what? We can't afford it. Mm-hmm. So we wound up getting the opportunity next door. There was a barber shop. We took over that. Built about the pizzeria, 2015. Mm-hmm. 2017. Um, 2017, we actually took over the Pauling store that we went and looked at. It was too much money. It was like, he, he, he was wanted like 175 Yeah, he wanted, he wanted a ton of money for it. He wound up selling it to somebody else, but they went, out of, they went out of business. Oh, crap. And then he called us. He's like, hey, you want in? And I'm like, hell yeah. We were looking Fire at sale. it. We loved it. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, that's when we got 2017 was Pauling. Yep. Um, and then literally 2019 was Brewster, another one that went out of business. We took it over, turned it into a nice company. Oh, yeah. And wow. then I think we closed down the pizzeria two weeks before we opened our new Fairfield store in 2021, middle of so COVID. So you kept that going till your third store? Yes. Wow. So you yeah. guys must have been we were running ragged. It was crazy. It was wild. And then in the middle of all that, we were changing everything structure wise. Wait, so night twenty nine. No. So then the year comes twenty twenty. What happened there? Oh, I just actually looked at a report and I was looking back at our sales at one of the right when COVID really hit, and mm-hmm. I it was I I we were doing sales for a month. What we were doing in uh in a week, like right after and before that. Oh you know what I mean? Gosh. I'll never like, forget it that was first the whole Monday, month. We were, it was, it was crazy. I'll, I'll never scary. forget it, dude. I was so we, I'll never forget. It, it was like 9am. And I just remember, I think I called John. I'm like, Hey man, we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> All this overhead, dude. And people are like, what are you worried about? I'm like, what am I worried about? We got not we're, we're kids. We, we, we like, you know what I mean? We're young guys. Like I'm sound like we're 50 and we're just <sighs> we're like millionaires or something. Like, what am I worried about? We had no, we 70% had 70% down in one day. And on a Monday. Yeah. I'll oh never forget gosh. it. Yes. And we had no, you know, given the fact that we were building these assets and opening up units, everything we have was invested back into the company. So we had no, in. there was no, there was no, no there was money no, to save you. No back end. Yeah, you know no. what I mean? Been there. So we only had one way to go. So yeah. we just kind of kept it going. That um, is you know? crazy. It really is a kind of a nuts story. Yeah. So, so 2021, New Fairfield came. Yeah, 2021, New Fairfield came, and that two weeks prior to that is when we closed down the pizzeria. It was all intentional. Yep. Um, we, was, we, we probably still could have kept it alive, but you get to the point where you just kind of throw I your hands said, up. You know? I always said to them, the partners at that point, I was like, guys, I want to close it down when everybody still loves the pizza. Yeah, it was yeah, actually getting pretty you know good I mean? towards so the end like, there. You, you get, you get <laughs> we a, started to figure it out. You started, if we close it down, everybody's like, yeah, good. That place sucked. Yeah. That's when you don't want to close down. Yeah. You already made you know a bad name you, for yourself. You know we still have people today call for pizza. Yeah. Oh, this is now two years later. That's hilarious. You know what I just thought of that's pretty ironic? It's like the first uh, probably four years, a pizza actually wasn't that good. <laughs> and the kitchen wasn't bad. And then it kind of flopped at the four-year mark, and the pizza got better. And then the kitchen kind of went the other way towards <laughs> the end. We're like, what is going on? We, could, we, couldn't, we couldn't mash them together well. Yeah. It was hard. It was a hard business, man. I feel sorry for pizza people. <laughs> I yeah. Mean, dude, I'm still, my, I mean, my shoulder still hurts. I mean, <laughs> honestly, really? yeah, man, it's wearing, you're bent over. It's a long day. Flower all over you. Flower in your eyes. You know, wives hate you. I mean, <laughs> I think one of the funniest things was when we first opened the pizzeria. This is a good little quick story. The We were a bacon, egg, and cheese place. Yeah. Breakfast morning, right? You're trying to come in, get a bacon, egg, and cheese, and get out, go to work. You're already running yep. late. You probably just woke up 10 minutes late to work anyways. You're stopping by to get a bacon, egg, and cheese. We're putting out bacon, egg, and cheeses right now at 45 minute, forty-five seconds to a minute if Tony's yeah. on the grill. Wow. You know what I mean? We're like, you can come in. You can order. 45 seconds, you'll have a sandwich in your hand. I'm not a master of many things, guys. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fast. That's so, awesome. So we launched the pizzeria. It's the first week, and they have me on the oven. And they're like, my pizza guy was at this point. He goes, hey, John, you can run the oven tonight? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'm pulling out pizzas totally raw. Oh, because I'm, because I'm thinking I'm trying to move fast, like the bacon, egg and cheese. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the craziest thing. Yeah. Even I had experience with a pizza prior, but like. It's a waiting game. It's a totally different business. It's not even just that. It's like, it's like, it's like, you, dude, you know, you work for a gutter company, then you own the thing. It's like apples and oranges. It's, a whole, it's like a whole different thing. Then there's a stress on you from it. It's like, whoa, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what was keeping you up at night at that point? You got four locations. You're closing little the kids store. at the house. Yeah. Wives are not happy because mm. of the time you're coffeeed up just to try to stay awake. Yep. So then you can't sleep. Yep. Yeah. It was 
gnarly, gnarly times. Yeah. yeah. For me, it was more like just at that point, I mean, Tony knows now being as close as he is to where we're at, you know, and in, in, the, in the leadership end of it, it was like everything was worried on me. I mean, there was like, he was handling some of the pizza schedules, but I was handling at that point when the pizzeria and all the other stores started going, I was handling like all the schedules at one point. We and didn't then, have any systems in place. So that's we how you delegated. Stuff. We were writing stuff you on You were paper. doing a lot of the work. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. were doing a lot of the business back end. Yeah. 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 For many years, that's how it was. But even then, when we had then, partners. But then even there were some times in the mornings where if somebody called out in the mornings, I'd have to go to the deli side and go assist them. So- I'm not doing 12 hour days. I'm doing 18, 20 hour days. Yeah. So and let's talk about how you got control of that. I mean, obviously we got rid scaled, of it. <laughs> you, you scaled, but now you're, you have to like descale, <clears throat> simplify in order to oh, scale. Better. Again. So that was, that was, I think that was kind of the hardest part about all this stuff is like, you're going to lose to win. Yeah, I mean, so you, used you to have, have a chicken to, waffle sandwich. It's crazy. We had crazy <laughs> stuff. You're crazy man. stuff. Yeah, it was. We've been done. We've done so many things, and we did a French to- toast, bacon, egg, and cheese once. I thought it was like the most smartest idea ever at the time and I bit into it and I burned the roof of my used mouth because I'm like oh the, this is going to be so remember great we used to have hot. the pancake package we used to have a, a oh, wrap yeah, yeah. with a pancake inside of it with an egg sandwich in it it was like the wildest thing dude but you're in the thick Jimmy of it Borgel, I, f- remember I, that for- one. I forget about this stuff like you're in so in the thick of it you're yeah. in 70, 80, 90, 100 hour weeks, you don't even know what's happening. You're just on autopilot, man. So I think what happened then is we were trying to reorganize and I don't think all of us were on the same page. Because you had you know, three partners. So we had no, me and four. It was four, four partners. partners. Well, if four partners by 2019-ish, 18, yeah. 19-ish, but we had me and it was three of us for a little while, but we were all on different pages. You know, Whew. one partner wanted to just make money and just try to drive it home and live a good life. One partner was probably me totally off the rails, wanted to just keep on going because I needed to figure out something. Yep. And I, then I, he I think was so was deep in, in the yeah. pizza, making pizza. You didn't and even know what was going on day operations. Like, I, I, you I could, know? It, it didn't matter to me the numbers. I'm worried about flour. I'm worried about who's <clears> cooking <throat> the bacon. I'm worried, like... Keeping the wheels on. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 we were hanging on by a thread, man. It was crazy. Yeah. So I, I'd love to... I definitely want to hear about the partnership thing because I think a lot of people want to hear about that. Um, but let's just circle back real quick. So... Now you have five stores. Yep. How are you able to manage, you know, five times the amount or four, four more stores than you did when you guys were going with nuts le- with less guys and now having the quality of life that you would want to have? How did you, what were some of those steps? So this is uh, where I definitely applaud John on this. It's like people ask us all the time, like, why do you guys close at four, man? Extend your hours. And, and even me at first, I was like shaking my head at John. I'm like, is this guy really talking about closing at four o'clock? Most people in the, you know, we don't like to use the term is a deli. They do six to six. Yeah. So when we did six to four, a lot of people are kind of up in arms. Like, what are these guys doing? I didn't really comprehend it at first. Even there's still times now where I'm like, damn, you know, maybe we should extend hours. But then I look back to his whole take on it and it's, it's, uh, it's beautifully said. He can maybe chime in on that real quick. Yeah. So um, obviously we were there. We were doing all the crazy hours. So we were like, what can we do to make this smoother for not only us, if we're going to put a manager in place one day, how are they going to do it? Mm-hmm. They're not a partner. We were doing it, but we were owners of the company. So you can expect us to do that. But yep. if you're going to put somebody in place to do it, why are they going to do it for a paycheck? Yeah. Say, you know what I mean? So I think we restructured it then because it was, we want to do a one shift place. So six to four, you can do in 10 hours. It's a long day, but it's not a long day in the deli world. Things go fast. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's a fast paced business. A lot of people like the sandwich shop deli world and pizza business because it's just, everything's just moving. You're moving. Mm. Um, So restructuring it, I think it started with the culture. Started with building it so it's something that people want. Mm -hmm. So then you can kind of put people in place to run it. That's uh, towards the end of the piece that I was having the biggest problem is I I was concentrating more on who's coming in at night than I was actually concentrating on the food. That's a problem. (laughs) You know know what I mean? Like who, well, who's coming in? Not not only that, who's Who's the lead and then who's the leader? Who's driving this shit? So, so, so even fast forwarding to now is I don't, it's just a structure. All these mm-hmm. little things. We 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 went away from paper schedules. Went to a scheduling thing. You know, Technology. stuff like that. We went to a POS system so we can track all of our reports. That's how I got to the point where I was like, let's close down the nights. I was watching the nights. I'm watching the labor versus the sales, and I'm like, you know what? It's worth it. But if then, it was for one person, it's not. That's not cool. Who wants yeah, to run a business? One like person that? or two people show, running the you know? show, and then 
even then, a lot of the night kind of crew, not to bash on the younger crowd of it, but they we weren't into the job as much. Mm. We had a few core younger high school kids that came in and rocked it out of the park from four to seven or four to nine when we used to be working that's, those shifts. That's how it was. But they say. were few and far between. So mm. we were losing customers because people didn't care as much about the quality of the food going out at night. Our yeah. day shift people so, are super invested. They're and if you mess up a customer at night, you can lose them during the day. That's it. So you were like, I was looking at all these reports. He was flower all over his face, how to, <laughs> you know, keep this whole thing running. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm like, this is uh that's why I came to the conclusion of that. You so know? what else did you do besides cutting the hours? I mean, that's a, that's a big one. I mean, you, you, you're losing some money, but you're actually probably able to retain and, and attract some better people yep. because now the hours. So like you said, there's a trade-off. What else did you do to make it more streamlined? So in that, uh, what's that McDonald's movie again? I always forget the name. The founder. The founder. So there's a scene in it where they kind of remove the cigarettes and they remove the uh, the chicken wings and they remove, they just remove, they remove, they remove. You know, we did scale down our menu, but it's for it's for operational purposes and it's for scalability purposes. Yeah. So we revamped a lot of our operation stuff in the back end on even how to make sandwiches. I mean, we started really detailing that stuff, having slideshows on how to do it. We kind of honed in the training, you know what I mean? Um, we have all these things that we started doing, the, the hot schedules with the scheduling, the POS system, yeah, no, all these kind of things. And then I was the, just thinking about the it The clocking this in, the clocking out, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like at one point they didn't even clock in or clock out. I was writing or was trying to remember or oh finding gosh. out what people were Poop working show. on a shift. <laughs> hey, last week, what time did you leave on Wednesday? That's like, what I'm saying. I don't know. And they and ran then, way up. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, you know, we're actually running a business now. Yeah, yeah that's great. Day. Um, I was actually talking to him on the way here. I mean, we're, we're structuring it in the next like, six to 12 months, we'll probably have it structured where even differently. We, yeah. We don't, it's going to be even way advanced, even past where we are today, where I, he could, him or my, our regional manager can just run all five by themselves because my managers mm -hmm. are so strong. Yeah. We started pushing these people to, to really step up and then compensating for that as much as you can. You know what I mean? As a company, as you grow. That's awesome. Now, what did you learn from one build to the next? I'm sure your fifth build out was way better than your second one. So pizzeria build out, we learned to tile. I mean, right in the corner. I can tile. <laughs> <laughs> so you learned to do more. Types we're about, we're about, we're about. We did all the tile work, all the sheetrock work. We did some of the framing work. We did all the trench work. You are know you what I mean? simplifying the first your design though each time? Yes. Are you, uh, and I kind of want to tie that into branding too, because branding is huge. At the end of the day, you know, we're in New York. There's a lot of places that have an egg sandwich, right? You know, so oh, there's a lot. <laughs> what is it that you're doing to differentiate? What mm -hmm. is it that you're because there is something about an experience. There is something about when you walk into a cute little shop versus, yeah. you know, other shops, you mm -hmm. know, where the tiles missing in the floor it might be good food, but you're kind of sometimes put up with stuff. How do you guys balance having something that's, you know, uh, uh, very, very common in New York is an egg sandwich. And mm -hmm. that's what a lot of people like to eat for breakfast. But then also that experience that wants to keep people coming back in. Mm. I think consistency, you know, our food is just consistent. Our training's really consistent at this point. So people mm -hmm. were putting out the same sandwiches. And since we're not doing so many different things, yeah. you're able to make the ones that you're doing better. Now, how do you screw up an egg sandwich? Oh. Tell me, no, I'm serious. How hey, do you screw up an egg sandwich? Tony, you're the professional on the uh, eggs. <laughs> I mean, you can go, there's a deep, deep rabbit hole. <laughs> we'll do the, it seems no, so simple. Uh, 30 you second hear, rabbit I mean, hole. Okay. Okay. So real quick, cold bacon. Who wants to eat that? Okay. Um, maybe, you know, just rushing the egg too much or not like popping the yolk in our opinion, kind of like it's going to make it go longer. Uh, there's, there's so many different variables to mm -hmm. it. There's the heat of the grill. There's who's assisting you with it. Are there other tickets up? I mean, this is just the a roll cracking the, the egg and not cleaning the grill before you do it. Yeah. Cracking it right I mean, on some baking bits and everything else like that. That yeah. was scraped off the grill. I mean, I you mean, can really, I mean, this is a deep, deep rabbit hole. <laughs> there's okay. a ton, you know? but, but, but it is <laughs> but no, that's but a common that makes question. Me feel good. Cause yeah. it does seem like, all right, bacon, egg roll. Ooh, I just thought of one. Our <laughs> friends that only put one egg on a bacon, egg, and cheese. Egg. Come on, guys. I, I, get hate when I, I have to ask for two <laughs> eggs. Not at your place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that one right there is pretty shameful. We gotta, we gotta fix that, guys. As a community, get it together. <laughs> two eggs, two eggs. You know. Yeah, two eggs always. Yeah. All right. Um, so, 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 tell me a little bit about the branding. I know you guys have, uh, you know, gone through some iterations, logos, I'll, I'll the you. way you set up your shop. Yeah. So I'll tell you, like even a lot of like the uh, corporate -y sort of types that we talk to, you know, for, 
for growing purposes, they they're 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 just enamored by this name. Man. I love the. I didn't. You know, the frog is definitely a different look. You know, yeah. if if you, I've met some people on planes and stuff, and I know they're remembering the frog because yeah. it's yeah, just it's a different thing. Yeah, and I think it attracts that. Yeah. Um, so I guess the branding on that side of it, we just. As, as soon as we had the capital to kind of get together, we started just logoing everything we can. Mm-hmm. And then we trademarked it and mm-hmm. got it all cleaned up because yeah. we needed to make sure that it's uh, owned by us. We're still not even exactly quite sure of like how the name even started. I guess the original lady may have had a raspy voice. And then I heard another theory that there was frogs ribbiting in the back of our Somers location. I've, I've heard <laughs> well, a couple I mean, of different You guys get things. to set the origin story. You can yeah, make up yeah, whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could just so. say the lady with a froggy voice used yeah, to serve yeah. frog legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're not quite sure where that came from. But, so, yeah, so we've been trying to get like, you know, we've been, I guess, branding everything and logoing everything to try to put it out there more. Um, obviously, social media helps out a lot with all that kind of stuff and putting our name out Getting there. Getting all the shops in unison. Yeah, That's great. and then we're 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 we just refaced most of them. I yeah. think we have one left to do, and you know just to reface them. So they all like, look exactly the same. Got, they have the same color schemes. You were going back to the build outs and yeah. the structures. We got a uh, butcher paper now, so every lunch sandwich comes out in like Froggy's butcher paper. It's pretty. Oh, nice. It's pretty weird. You know what's cool is like if I'm like walking somewhere in like an adjacent town, and I'll see somebody with a Froggy's cup. I'm like, that's, that's crazy, awesome. man. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> you know? That's really really so, cool. Yeah, that's great. So. um, I do want to. I do want to talk about the partnership because a lot of people take on partners to do businesses. You know, mostly because they just need more money, and then it's hardly ever. I hardly ever see it that a partnership is created equal over time, and sometimes they fall apart fast. Yeah, and sometimes it takes a long time. Sometimes they work. I mean, I've been partners with my brother since two thousand two. Yeah. Um, what are some of the challenges or hurdles? you know, in that. I think it all starts with like vision. You got to be on the same page at some level. how do you make sure you're on the same page? Do you guys have meetings? Did you have like regular meetings and minutes? And we just talk a lot. We talk a lot. There's even times where we're like, we don't even think we talk enough, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have the same vision though, because if that's, you know, one of the reasons we, it's down to me and to Tony now is because we're on the same page. You just want to grow. We're just, we're looking to put in whatever work it takes today yep. to make it so that it's a sustainable and livable business that we don't have to be tied to making all pizza every day, making, opening and closing the store. I mean, we're already going to be tied to it no matter what, right? It's just going to be in different ways, you know? Yeah. Um, but instead of me being tied to cutting a slice of ham, I want to be tied to maybe talking of who we're growing with next. Yeah. You know, that's great. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, I think good partnerships to, to make them work when they were there. We had meetings, we were having meetings once a week. They, um, um, we would do uh, meetings once a week, try to communicate. We try to delegate to who was best at what they're good at. Because one of the strengths. things is right. You gotta, you gotta work on your strengths. You gotta play your strength. You can't, <laughs> if somebody's not good at operation stuff, you know what I mean? You don't want to put them in an operations thing. Yeah. Same financial. If somebody's not the best financial planner and budgeter, you know what yeah. I mean? You can't you can't put them in a financial situation where they're leading the finances. One thousand percent. I think that that's, that's kind great. of what we did when with structure with us. I think you know even back to those guys, you know they were good for that point in time. Yeah. And then it just you know it just you know things change, right? Oh man, they change. You know? Yeah. And, and, and that's what the point is, is like, you have to have the same vision because as long as it's changing and you're still on the same vision, you'll keep it going. Yeah. If you're, if it's changing and you're not on the same vision, people start to veer away. I think, you know, I think daily talking to each other, whether it's 15 minutes or seven hours, I yeah. think is so key. It's, it's like a it's marriage, huge. right? Oh, it is. You know, it is. The one thing I did notice that, um, we didn't do very well for a long time was we assumed my brother and I, we assumed because we we're together all the time mm-hmm. that we were having meetings, but mm. that once a month, every two weeks, having a structured Tuesdays. meeting so where we you do, go over the numbers, yeah. you go over here, here's where we're going. Yeah. Here's the goal was this for this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are we? Like those, it was kind of funny how you realize just talking and being with each other every day is not the same as having a meeting. Yeah. I can see that. For sure. I, we, so we do meetings right now in operations meeting every Tuesday. We re, 
we review the plan for the week, what we're doing, what we're going to execute. We have a whole list of stuff that we do. We delegate out the list every week. We talk a little bit about finances there, mainly growing of sales most of the time. You know, yeah, what are we doing to optimize the marketing, the pushing on the catering orders? You know what I mean? All that kind of stuff now. Um, that's kind of what we're doing every Tuesday. Once a month, we meet with our accountant. Me and him talk about finances all Everything. the time, yeah. every day. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. You know, yeah. So we're uh, we're certainly on the same page for sure. That's great. And we know each other's places too, which I think that's a big piece. I think it too. people need to put their egos aside. If somebody's better, if you're in a, in a partnership with somebody, right, and they're flat out better than with you in the majority of the things, guys, understand that. You know, it, not too many people do. They want to fight for exact percentages. And well, it's like, dude, well, what, what the heck it's are you bringing to the everybody table? in the you end, know what you mean? know? You're going to make more money That's in the long haul. It's true. If you, you know, put your, I don't want to say put your tail between your legs, but if you're going to, you know, these are the things that people need to realize. And, yeah. that, and that's the problem with, I think, with a lot of partnerships is, is hey, if somebody's really bringing more There's to the cool, table, they should be compensated. There's a book called you know, Built right? for Growth. I don't know if I, I don't know. If, yeah, yep. you, I know you're a big reader. <laughs> yeah. Built for Growth. It's a good one. It actually okay. has the four different entrepreneurs. You know what I mean? Okay. There's drivers oh, and you know, good. like there's different people. He's had like us do each, that a couple of times. I've had that's them cool. take a you, test you a couple of times. You should try that. It's cool. Actually. It's, it's, it's very interesting. In, in certain groups of people, and certain people, you know, they, they kind of work together better as a, as a team. Yeah. I've you seen know what that mean? with like personality profiles. I think like, even as, yeah, very um, cool. Even on a, even a management level or like, you know, your corporate structure, whatever it is. I mean, even if they're not partners in entrepreneurship itself, That's I think great. even just like a supervisor manager, you should have them yep. take it, see who's the leader, who's the driver, who's not, you know, That's great. And I, I one thing that I learned about partnerships and, and we have a lot of uh, friends and colleagues that are partners is that. One thing I think people get wrong is thinking that everything has to be a hundred percent equal. You know, well, you make 50 grand a year. So I make 50 grand a year. We took a 10,000 distribution. I get a $10,000 distribution. When you're partners, I believe the salaries should be in perspective to the work that you're doing every day. 1000%. You know, but if you both put in the same amount of money and you're 50, 50 owners, yes, distributions should be the same, mm -hmm. but the salary, you know, if someone's doing 90% of the work, well then they make 90 grand a year, mm -hmm. you know, and this yeah. person makes 10,000 a year. Yeah, yeah. But when we go and take a distribution of yeah, 20,000, we both get 10, right? So that's one of the things <clears> that I think partners should kind of revisit often is kind of their compensation and contribution because it, it, it can be a sore point. I've seen partnerships dissolve over that feeling of I'm doing more. It's like, you know, just like you said, recognize it. You are mm -hmm. doing more. You know what? You should get an extra 10,000 Yeah, I think that, that, I think that's, that's where you gotta be like your wife, you know, and you gotta, in, in, your, in your relationship, you, if you have two kids or six, <laughs> congrats, you, you know, when, 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 when you, uh, when you have, you know, kids and you're leaving your wife at home and you know that you were supposed to be home at that point, you're like, I gotta go home. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to do the right thing for your partners too. Absolutely. So, and I think that a lot of people don't get that close to the relationship and the partnerships as much. It's more in the relationship at home. Mm -hmm. I think you got to act like that in the relationship with your partnership too. You got to be fair to the other. Absolutely. And that's where I think there's some problems in partnerships too. Yeah, I think yeah. we ran into that a little bit on our end too. I had well, a, we had a big meeting <clears throat> a couple of years back where we had to really restructure our partnership because yeah. it wasn't fair. Yeah. And I was taking it on the chin and yeah. I was like, this is it. And I dropped the hammer yeah. and I was like, guys, we got to change this. You end and up there before you know it. Like you think everything is cool. And then you have all these underlying things that could be happening, you know, yeah. resentment. And then before yeah. you know it, you, you go, holy I, cow, I, how do we get this far? I think at that time I was like, I was just like, so in the weeds and so in the thick of I it. Think I was that's like, I was like, dude, right now too. we're talking about this right now. Like I get it. I fully understand. My but thing now, was, but like, now, now you can ask him right now, yeah. him looking back at it. He thought he probably would vouch that that was a good meeting to have Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. because without that meeting, it would have been a disaster. Hey, the absence of conflict is typically not a good thing. Especially Nobody wants to talk partners. about it. Conflict doesn't have to always be bad. Yeah. Like everyone, you have four partners, four different types of uh, people, four different types of Views. ideas of what the business should do. Mm. I mean, I can't imagine that it those meetings shouldn't much. have conflict, you know, but it's, it's not, it's, you know, it's the, when you can the, go the, in the same direction. You know, it's funny. The, the meetings didn't really have conflict. It was just like every once in a while, things would come to a head. 
I guess, okay. you know, but I don't think it was like a, I don't think they were that kind, right? Yeah, we would, we would all kind of try to make decisions together, but yeah. I think it's just, the workload yeah. was definitely, yeah. too much definitely checking off. on people. At least now it's like, hey, what do you want to do? He's like, I don't know, what do you want to do? It's like, okay, let's do this. All right, let's do this. Let's it's, go do a podcast today. Yeah, let's go do a podcast <laughs> today in Poughkeepsie. Okay. So tell me a little bit about, um, so you've got the five locations. Anything else exciting that you've launched this year by any any uh, chance you do something cool? We recently? are right now, actually. Yeah, so we uh, we just launched our first food truck. That's awesome. Um, I did not know that. <laughs> We're doing a separate business. Um, Froggies is our you know our main company. We have mm. five units, and then we decided to go into a partnership with one of our managers that's done a phenomenal job. Um, and she is going to be leading this charge of this food truck and it's a girl frog and the truck is called Lily's pad. Love and, that. That uh, is different menu. That is a, brilliant. A different yeah, menu. Yeah. I love that. When you told me that a I little, a, yeah, a little, good. a little brand split. Yeah. It's know. a little, uh, it's a sister but company, they, but they match. That's yeah. So yeah. that was, that was really well done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, so we're getting that going and a uh, little, it's kind of cool because it's a little offshoot from us. We're like a real kind of not blue collar. We're white collar, blue collar kind of everyday takeout business. Um, but that we're going to kind of go down this, like a little bit of a different route that mm -hmm. we're getting into some different menu items, Yeah, you know, SIE bowls, some avocado toast, things that, uh, aren't really our forte, but we're going to, we're going to take a crack at it. So we, uh, yeah, so we're doing that a little menu change. Uh, some things are actually going to get pulled over to Froggies. Yeah, uh, it's kind of cool. We're doing some testing on the menu for the food truck, and then yeah. we're like, "Hey, let's launch it's that at Froggies." It's almost like a testing site too. In a What's the business model for this? I mean, are you gonna? How are you gonna? Where are you parking it? What's your business model? What are you trying to do? So as of right now, we're just whatever we can. Uh, we're gonna take. Um, we're not looking to be a side of the road truck. Mm -hmm. um, we're looking to do big events. I want to do music festivals, all sorts of uh, big events, anything. So people are booking the truck. Booking. The the truck yes. mostly. Okay. Yeah, we're trying great. to do booking events. Um, well, we had some smaller things. We were planning to do some maybe uh, um, the elephant's trunk over in New Private Milford. Private events. Private events. Um, Who's in charge of finding all those events? Jenna. 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 <laughs> yeah, all she's right. going to hold it down. Get so. on it, Jenna. <laughs> well, highly recommend joining the Chamber of Commerce and things like that yeah. because they yeah. have a list of all the events, Mountain Jam, all these like We're gonna really be crazy cool things. pretty widespread. I mean, I wouldn't cool. care to put this thing on a trailer and ship it to South Carolina during the winters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nice. I, we, we don't, we're just trying to get as many events as we can and, and go to- And we'll see what happens with these trucks. There might be a second or a third Lily's <laughs> yeah. Pad. Yeah, so day. what's next? That's what I want to hear. You got five locations, Lily's pad. So we're, first re, so truck. we're, yeah, we're, wait, we're, hold on. <laughs> yeah. If you could paint a picture, it's, it's five years from today <laughs> and I'm inviting you back on the podcast. What I'm trying to your, hire you. I need some help. What does, your, <laughs> what does your empire, what does your business and lives look like five years from now? What, what are you so hoping to be? Our, what, what Froggies is all about, and that's kind of going back to being able to restructure all this and try to get it to the next step, is just the culture and who, who what we're about. We don't so make five years from now. You we have don't a sick culture. Yeah, we're it's and it's Sicker. even it's even deep, it's even <laughs> it's even deeper than that because we wanna we wanna help out these staff members, these managers and everybody that works in the company and kind of pull people up and give them yeah. more opportunity. Right. That. Yeah. And that's like the key to all this is like, you know, going from the deli world, people would be like, Oh, what are you doing? Just working at a deli. Like that's like the, the yeah. going thing, right? Well, it's, yeah. The customers come in and literally be like, Hey, what do you just, you just work at a deli every day. It's like it's sick, funny. dude. Thanks. I have people that still at my church will say, Oh man, it was cold this week. How was, how was doing gutters? I'm like, Oh, it was tough, but we got it done. Yeah. <laughs> But it's funny, but, but it's true. It's but like, it is, you know, but it, it is. Like I, people say, you're still doing that gutter thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm still doing brothers. the gutter thing. It's, it's working, it's working, it's working out pretty I mean, good. I go, I go to the mall and my wife and me, we'll go to like the Starbucks and they're like, oh, Froggies, I'll see it on a shirt or something. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, which one do you work at? Oh, I just work at the polling one. That's so funny. I just kind of keep it right underneath the ropes, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's funny. Um, but it's, uh, so I, I think five years out, we're looking to try to give opportunity to our team and grow. And that either comes in a form of corporate or we've looked in toward franchising, you know what I mean? Yeah. And trying to restructure and kind of getting all this stuff going. We're just trying you know? to kind of line things up at the moment, try to get our ducks in a row, guys. Bear yeah. with us, but yeah. we're coming. 
Yeah, no, that's great. So, and you know, we're, we're looking at the different ends of it, what franchising looks like and what, and you know, this is how, you know, some of the conversations we even started here with, you know, brothers is, yeah, yeah. The, you know, you guys went down the franchising road and how was that? I mean, we met a couple months ago and it was yeah. like, so why'd you do Actually, it? Why'd had, you do it? And yeah. he's like, I didn't even know why I did it. I know. We just <laughs> did it. Yeah. It was crazy. And it's so funny that, uh, I mean, what is it now? Like five, six, seven years ago, our kids were on the same yeah, t-ball, t-ball team. team. And we're talking over there and you were probably just getting going, right? You were like really, maybe yeah, I mean, we probably had a couple locations at that point, but yeah, it expanded franchise, I think by then. So what was that? It must've been 2015. That's, that's exactly when we franchised 17. is 15. So it probably had four or five locations. Yeah. It's amazing how much things have changed for you in the past eight years. That's yeah. unbelievable, man. Yeah, that's a crazy, that's crazy path. Crazy. And that's what, that's the inspiration a little bit too. It's like, this has been a really hard road. Me and him were oh, talking on the yeah. way down here. And it's like, it's been 12 years we've been in business yeah. and it's been like every day you wake up and you're like, why am I doing this? Yeah. What's the point? Well, I got good news for you. It only takes 20 years to become an overnight success. So you're almost there. Eight yeah. more years. Yeah, oh, eight yeah, more yeah. years, eight right? More years. Is that what you are, 20? Is that what it is, roughly? A little bit more than that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, no, uh, I mean, right it, about 20 years, though, for me. It's, that's um, when I started feeling better? So, no. It's, it's, it's <laughs> you know, it's when people like go, oh, must be nice, you know? And it's yeah. like, holy cow, like, you know, and you guys did it a lot like us. Like, we weren't the smartest business people. We didn't, like, look and project out. We just did it. Yeah. And I think some of the best entrepreneurs and the best people that actually accomplish something, they just do it. I know too many people that get paralysis by analysis. They've run spreadsheets for years and they have every reason why they should and shouldn't yeah. do it. And before you know it, they're the people saying, you know what? I always wanted to do that, but I never pulled the trigger. I, that's a, you know, that's kind of where we're at. And that's why we had the conversations with you about it. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, it'll never be a perfect time. It probably won't never be a perfect time. We're trying to, nothing I've ever done was the perfect time. You got to take yeah. the risk. You got to go. So, I mean, the culture that, you know, I've only been here twice now, but just a culture that I can see that you've helped instill here is like unbelievable, man. I appreciate it. Really, like, take a couple pointers. From, yeah, man. We came away from the last one. We're like, Yo, these guys were cooking burgers, like you know what I mean. They were doing the what's that? What's that thing you guys were doing? The murder the, mystery. The murder mystery. Oh, that was really. We were doing I, the murder I mystery, was like, yeah. yo, this is so cool. Everybody's smiling. Everybody. Yeah, watch out for Kayla. Yeah, she's the killer. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, she, 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 killed, just, I mean, she killed Skyler. Just to even just just to see your team, man, is uh, very very inspiring. Congratulations, dude. Oh, yeah, I appreciate yeah. it very much. Well, you know, but that's why we're you know. We don't, like John said, we don't want to just be some, some deli that you're working at. We want to be like, Hey man, I work for froggies. Yeah. There's something you know? to say awesome. about, there's something no, to really. say about you, you know, you even you're making all these positions and doing all these things and helping all these people out to pay their mortgages and their bills. Oh, yeah. There's something to say about that. It's not all about the money. Well, it's about no. like what you're good getting back. Once, and you hit it right on the head. Once we started to make some money and our family and everything was taken care of. Yeah. We're not there it, yet. It, yeah, it, we're it was now, we're crazy on. how the most fulfilling thing, and, he, and it was fulfilling all along, but when you see that you've created opportunity and you see that somebody that is employed by you just bought their first house, you're like, oh my gosh, like I that means yeah. so much more than yeah. any of it. Yeah, we've had, we've had that once, but uh, we want that more than once, you know? And, and here's one thing that I learned and one thing that uh, you know I'll impart to you is that sometimes you guys, me, we're the one blocking somebody from moving up because I will, I refuse to give away that one thing, mm. right? So, so every time, so when I did sales, you know, I had to stop, I had to step away from sales in order to let somebody else have an opportunity. And then when I stepped away from being a sales manager, they got to move up. Mm. So as you're growing, you're every time positions. you step up, somebody else actually gets to advance and then you can bring somebody else in. And that was really cool. Well, that's what, you know, John was driving off. He's like, well, what's the next steps going to be? Like, we might have some like downtime to the next step that we do in a sense. Maybe he can kind of highlight yeah, that. Yeah, so I was him. like, what are we going to do? If we wind up restructuring this, one of the things you told me the last time we were here during the murder mystery days. Um, <laughs> so cool. It was, he, <laughs> you said, hey, go back and rewrite your job descriptions. And I was like, dude, that's it. And I'm working on that. I've been working on it for hell. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but I'm rewriting job descriptions now and I'm rewriting them and I'm like, oh, wow. But, and once we're all done with the job descriptions, hold on. We have like, me and him are like almost useless if it's I rewrite great. this. Yeah. And, and I'm you like, should be. That's great. It's we I mean, great. We'll be able to do other things. Yeah. And work Maybe on some things podcast. Better. That's it. No, yeah. I mean, like, honestly, the, when you, and you're, you're seeing it and I, I'm seeing it in your business. When you start to gain some time back, 
you become creative. When you're working 80, 90 hours a week, you, you, don't even, you, you can't even fathom. You're in the weeds, so, Like, man. hey, man, we're going to put in a new technology. You're like, I can't even keep up with what I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I'm hanging but, up by a thread, dude. But when <laughs> you start to come back to reality and you start to have some time, it's crazy how creative. So mm. if you find yourselves running ragged, it's time yeah. to hire somebody, time to give somebody an opportunity yeah. because they need you to be creative. They need, you're probably the best cook but you're never going to grow if you stay exactly, there. Exactly, exactly. That's we're, the reason we got yeah. out of the, you know, going yeah. back to what you said originally, it's like, that's why, that's why we were like, we got to scale. You have to. Because he it. could be the best cook, well, but that's, that's not, not, not going to get him us. to get anywhere. Us. And how is he going to get anybody to yeah. make any more money? Yeah. yeah. Unless, the only thing I can always say is like, unless you love it, you're like, I if love that's what you want to do. This is my passion. I would never want to do anything else. Then great. Then that's a great thing for you. Yeah. Um, but most people, I think at some point they, they actually get stuck there and there's such an easy way out. And unfortunately, most of the time, the easy way out it's, is scaling because, yeah. so what I've learned in business, whether you're a plumber, landscaper, it doesn't matter what you're doing when you're doing the work yourself, let's just pick a nice, easy number. If I'm a landscaper and I'm doing all the work myself and I can pull down a hundred thousand dollars a year, but I want to scale my business. Most of the time, when you go to that second crew, you actually start making less money. Which we didn't understand. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't either. It didn't make sense. It's like you, you know, instead of, you know, you're doing 500,000 a year in revenue, you get a second crew, you do like 700,000. It doesn't double, right? Because it's not you. Yep. And you find yourself going, this headache, this guy didn't show up. Now I got to move jobs around. You're like, and most people just say, I'm going to go back to doing it myself. And that's why most people don't grow. It's typically when you triple the size of the owner operator business, that you actually, now you're not doing the work, right? Which is really cool, that's the goal. Mm -hmm. But you start to make around the same amount of money, triple the size of when you were doing it all yourself. It's so crazy, is That it is not? so crazy because it's literally three times the size right now Yeah, we're we just, coming we, up we, on. We were just- And you're like, right about we're, where- We're at break point. Like where we're about to get into the next phase, finally, it only took- That's crazy that that five kind of- Five stores true to truck. a lot of businesses. I did not think about the number of threes, but I was talking about the number of threes in the way here, pretty much. Yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of same thing. I mean, this whole thing is- it, you know, and it's crazy, you know, we were just kind of, uh, we took a break for a second there. We were talking about, you know, just charging correct prices and things of that nature. Guys, we're charging the correct prices at a fair market value. I mean, we're breaking these things down in our, in our uh, yeah, Cisco we, We're thing. with, you know, one of the other structures we moved over to Cisco. Cisco, one of the, the biggest food distributor out there. And they have a whole program where you can put in your sandwich down to the T. It'll have like wow. how much bacon is on a sandwich at the price that you buy it at in real time. So I can look right now and find out my food cost of my bacon and cheese in real time. And if yeah, it changes down next to week, minute. if bacon goes up, it goes up with it. Yeah. So one thing, let's talk a little bit about price because in my opinion, price <coughs> is a direct reflection of value, right? And, and we'll pick on Starbucks because everyone does. It's an easy analogy and everyone goes there, but it's like seven bucks for a cup of coffee, right? And all of us know, I mean, how much does a cup of coffee cost to make? 10 cents? 15. 15 cents? 15. Uh, I mean, cup now just went up maybe 10 cents. So maybe 20 cents. 20 cents to make a 20, cup of coffee. 20, yeah. Right? So we all know, you know, we make coffee ourselves at home. We can <clears> go <throat> to the gas station, get a Green Mountain, right? But Starbucks did something in their marketing in when you go there, having baristas, like they created an experience they did. that I don't necessarily, I like their, their fun drinks, like the macchiatos like those are kind of cool but their yeah. coffee is it doesn't Meh. really yeah. it doesn't taste much better i'm not a big coffee snob but i'm not going to purposefully go there because i don't think their coffee is that much different mm. however so many people do so that's what i've realized early on is like how can we differentiate because at the end of the day i buy my gutter from the same supplier as my competition. Yeah. Your, your competition has access to cisco so if i'm going to get a better <clears throat> price what is it that I am going to add in value so that somebody says, you know what? Well, I like the egg sandwiches over at Froggy's because they use three pieces of bacon or it's always fresh or their rolls or like, so even if it's the same, how do we make something a little bit better? How do we train our employees to be extra I, friendly? Because that's sometimes all it is, is somebody... Yeah. I can't tell you how many places I go into these days where they don't even acknowledge you. You're standing there forever. I love when someone on the grill, hey man, we'll be right with you. I, I'm good. 
It's amazing that even those little, little things, things yeah. can help you charge another uh, well, 50 cents. We were just talking about this literally yesterday, speaking to one of our managers. I'm like, hey man, if you see a customer coming in and they're getting seven sandwiches and the guy looks like he's dying of thirst, say, hey man, that Gatorade's on me today. I got or you. Or something, something so small yeah. goes through the roof. I mean, Dude, that happened to me at the Patterson uh, on, Auto man body place. I went in for a cup of coffee and it was like this huge line. And the guy looked, he goes, you just have the coffee? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, take it. And I was that, like, and that that's awesome. So now customer. I steal coffee every day. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, I mean, customer service, it's a forgotten thing, right? And we're really trying to re-harp on this with our teams. And it's huge. I think that's you want me to tell you how to really make it go home? Yeah. Go. Role play. Don't just tell them. Ah, Literally, that. role mm. play it. Walk mm. in the door, like you guys walk in the door, you guys like make it an all day competition. Oh, That's cool. Because, that uh, cool. and it took me 10 years to freaking realize it's, this. It, this is, is that, 12 years in and you're telling me that it's, I'm oh, having an epiphany right now. What the hell's going and on? it took me 10 <laughs> yeah. that we would have these, <clears throat> we'd have world-class meetings on customer service and introduce yourself. But until we actually started role-playing it, these guys would never remember the script, hmm. right? And and <laughs> so it is a script. There huh. is a cadence to it. There is- Can we wear different outfits? Yeah, you can, do, you can make it really, really fun. But cool. I highly recommend role-playing. It's one of the biggest things that you can do in, in your business because it is, it is crazy that for you to be better than the next deli could be the only difference of you saying hello. It's crazy. Like I that mean, could be the difference. Yeah. yeah, I think that one of the things back from when we were at our- Peak peak sales and it we was were running it. The stuff we I was were obsessed. Doing, yeah. I mean, I, we were we yeah. were. I was taking people everywhere, doing things, talking to you know. I, had, I knew everybody's I think, number. I think he took like kids. thirty guys on a fishing trip. These were the customers. He like rented a bus and took. <laughs> I didn't all have any money too. Yeah. I don't know what the hell I did. You know, <laughs> made it happen. Or something know? like that. It was like something like yeah. extreme like that. But I was like, you know what? Back, back then we weren't paying to the budget, so it was just yeah. whatever we had to do. It was we had no labor. We were working all the hours. Yeah. That's probably why. <laughs> Hey, but so when it comes to pricing something, it, it like, so you have to have value, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there, like when it comes to sandwiches and it comes to places, yeah, I know the place that has the crispy bacon, you know, mm -hmm. I know the things that I like mm -hmm. and I might purposefully stop there. Right. But here's what I've noticed about pricing. And somebody gave me this analogy years ago and I'm just going to steal it and I'm going to pretend it's my own at some point. But you ever hear the, um, the saying sharpen your pencil. When someone's giving a price, it's a New York thing. Like you're hiring a remodeler and you're like, hey man, sharpen your pencil, I'm getting a lot of bids. So if I think of this pencil, right? We've got a this big pencil and on this pencil, I've got to write all the things that are valuable in a business, right? So workman's comp, it's on this pencil. Mm -hmm. um, service, you know, um, quality food that you're not serving crap stuff, yeah. best products, this, this, that, <clears throat> um, all the things that we have that are of value and right by the eraser is price. So when someone says sharpen your pencil, what are you getting rid of? And if I can go to your place and get an egg sandwich for five bucks, but the place two doors down is $2, what did they cut out? Did they make their sandwiches last night and throw it in a heater? Do they pay people off the books? Yeah. Are they not using quality ingredients? Like, so there's only one way We're to get to We're not even paying them. You know how many people, employees we get that are like, hey, my, I left my last job because they didn't pay me for the last month? Yeah. Holy cow. So no yeah. wonder why they can sell the bacon, egg, and cheese for two bucks. They don't even have a payroll. Yeah. They don't even pay their staff. So you know? pricing is an art. So when you see a big disparaging, you know, chasm in price and especially in the trades, you know, why does this guy want 15 grand for a roof? And this guy said, I'll do it for three grand. I guarantee something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, well, that's the thing too, is like, you know, it, it, you know, if you ever, you know, get a little, I don't want to say sticker shot by our prices, but guys, we're doing it the right way. We're, we're, we are yeah. legit yeah. quality control. Through, man. We have good I health mean, department reviews. We like, got, you know, all these things that come into play on it. You know, you we're know, using a quality product. Yeah. You know, we, we pay all on the books. We get paid ourselves all on the books. It yep. is a business, you know yep. what I mean? Which is so. in the, and that's why a lot of people like the uh, sandwich and the pizza business. There's a ton of cash. You can hide it. And, you, you know how many employees we used to, back in a while ago, it used to be we would have interviews and be like, hey, we got to pay you direct deposit. They're like, yeah, forget it. Yeah. They would walk out. And they were quality people, too, that could absolutely yeah. do the job. And they just yeah. don't realize, and we've had to educate people over the years. It's like, look, it feels good now, you know, because yeah, if I pay yeah. you 
20 bucks an hour. You get to keep all 20. But guess what? When you try and go buy a car, I mean, it's worthless. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. got to start establishing yourself. So, yeah. but I, I really think pricing, it doesn't matter, honestly. If you can differentiate and provide value, we see people overspend all day long mm. on everything, right? Whether it's the shirt, whether the car we drive, whether the coffee we drink that we decide to get from Starbucks or a gas station. And the, the thing is, we'll never be everything to everybody. Starbucks attracts a certain type of clientele. Yep. And they're not necessarily people with money. You know, I mm. can, I see like the people that make minimum wage go and drive to go pay eight, nine bucks for a coffee and a, a thing. So it's you know, not necessarily I, I will that. give them one, the one thing is it, it is an experience because I went to one uh, over in, in our, near our Brookfield store. I don't even, even remember why I was in there, but I was in there and I just, I couldn't get over how good the customer service was. Yeah. The, the gals behind the counter were like, they were on point, man. They were cracking jokes. Well, they job. were having a great time. I heard time. it's a great place to work at. You know? You know it is. I mean? And they take care of the employees. They you provide know? some benefits. I think they so, provide benefits for even uh, uh, part-timers. part-timers. So, yeah. so, that goes into the price of their coffee, yeah. yeah. right? So if we were all of a sudden gonna give full benefits to our staff, guess what? Prices gotta go up a little. Yeah, yeah. that's, like, that's kind of like the piece. We don't, we're not at benefits yet, but yeah. well, like the problem that's gonna is, be coming down the road and, and we I, can't raise our prices too much more or we can, I don't know. Again, but, it's the value. But the value of it, so. Yeah. Here's the problem is a lot of people are still looking at us as if well, like, like let, let's say our Brewster store, right? They're looking at us not understanding that we have more than one, some people. So yeah. they're looking at us like a mom and pop still yeah. and so, to some people. Then other people already think we're a franchise. Yeah. So we're in this very funky in-between stage right now. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely but crazy. But here's one thing I, I got very comfortable with, um, and you guys are already comfortable with it, is you're going to lose clients when you grow. Right. If when When we decided to start growing, we were mostly entrenched in new construction. Guess who doesn't like their prices raised? A guy that builds 50 houses a year. Mm. And he's like, well, this other guy said he'll do it for a nickel less a foot. I'm like, we're having con conversation over a conversation? nickel a foot. Crazy. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm like, crap. I could not, there's no value I could <clears throat> provide because it was not. Where's so, that at now, years later? Are you, still, are you getting new construction back again? On the uh, we get the big stuff because of, we have a ton of crews. You have the, So yeah, I can yeah, go smash yep. a condo complex yeah, in yeah, three yeah. days. And it'll uh, take my nearest competitor a three, month or two, three weeks, yeah. a month, because yeah. they're going and they have other clients. Wow. So it's kind of neat that we do get some new construction, but I'm not getting the track homes. Yeah. I can't do Toll Brothers. I can't. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. We're not set up. So for that. me as a consumer, right? Like I'm saying, I'm, I'm thinking about you guys and what you do. Like I'd be calling you. Like you, you are concentrated in that field. That is you. Yes. Like like even me. Like I, I like pizza, right? I go to Frank Pepe's. They are mm. to me like some of the best stuff around. You know what I mean? Like why, you know, like, you know, yes, I go to other places too, but it's like, dude, they have taken a hundred years to get to that where they're, where they are. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like kind of weird with stuff like that, you know, which like, is great. Cause if you have a choice to go out for pizza purposefully, you're going to go to yeah. Frank Pepsi, Pepe's. Yes. If yes. you're really hungry, you'd be like, well, I got Sinappies. I've got Abrasanos. Exactly, exactly, you know, exactly, <laughs> you're going to kind of exactly. go, which yeah, one do I want? I, I don't know. Like to me, it's like, I want to go where the expertise is. And to me, it. I mean, that is like, <clears throat> what you're doing is expertise. What yeah. the Frank Pepe's of the world is doing is expertise. I mean, it's crazy yeah. to me. And so I think you guys have that same um, ability. We're like, what there. is the differentiator? Why are people going to you? And, and sometimes it might not even be the sandwich. It might be because of the client experience. It might be because how well-trained your people are. Like, look at a Chick-fil-A. I mean, people are out the door. It's not, I, I don't think it's that great. You yeah. know, I don't think it's much better than anything else. But for some reason... When you go there and if they're busy, they're coming to the parking lot and they're getting I think your it's order. consistency. I think it for is. food, it is consistency. I think one of the things it is with consistency because it's so easy to change yeah. a variable. Like we were talking about the yeah. egg and cheese before. Yep. If they crack it on the grill and it doesn't not clean. I would just argue that that's the, that's the baseline. Yeah. I would say the baseline is consistency, but the icing on the cake is experience. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I think you're 100% correct. <clears throat> but if you, guess what covers a bad sandwich? A great experience. Yeah. Right. I was telling my, I was telling my managers this. I'm like, you guys got to learn people's names, man. I'm like, if you, if look, if you come in, right. You're Joe Schmo and I mess up your egg and cheese, right? 
sir, I messed up your egg and cheese. Can you give me a minute? It's a completely different conversation. If I know your name and I know your name is <laughs> Alex. Alex, I jacked up your egg and cheese. <laughs> yeah. Give me one second, Tony. No problem. Thank you, man. There's a huge, huge difference with this back to customer service. Yes. You know? So Huge. Froggy's My Vision is kind of five years out. What we were talking about before is kind of being that place, you know, when you're driving through middle of New Hampshire and you're like mom and pop shop. I don't know. I've never been there. Never heard of them. Mom and pop shop. I don't know. Never heard of them. And then you see a Dunkin'. You're like, I know what I'm getting. You do. And I want to be that consistent good tasting thing that you can find around. Love it. You know what I mean? That's where we want to be. Yeah. No. And I, I think that's it. You start with the quality. I mean, if you don't have quality, you don't really have much to build on, but yeah, don't, don't take for granted that experience. Don't take for granted customer experience. Um, gratitude, like, you know, really teaching a heart of gratitude. Do you know that they could have stopped in the, in the 10 minutes from their house to their work, they had eight choices and they, and they chose us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Make them feel like, thank you so much. I really appreciate yeah. that you chose us to come here for an egg sandwich. It's free. Half the stuff that we could do to make a difference in our business 100%. is free. 100%. Yeah. Really? I, I, like just, there's nothing else to say about it. You're 100% right. Well, guys, this has been a really, yeah. really fun podcast. Thank you guys you so have much. built something incredible. It takes hard work. Um, people don't realize it. You know, you're saying 80, 90, 100 hours a week. People always, oh, I always want to own my own business. You know, it's awesome when it becomes awesome. But <laughs> until then, it is a lot of hard work and fight, vision. Yeah. It's a dog fight. But you know what? I guarantee you guys wouldn't do anything different. You are where you want to be. 100%. And where you're about to be will continue to make it worth it. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you Absolutely, guys. Absolutely, my yeah. pleasure.